We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Make sure you check them out again on Sunday. The baller is back. It's $200,000 and a nice $10 buy-in price point. Remember, if you like to mess multi-enter, you can do it. 150 lineups and you can build them right on Lineup HQ at rotogrinders.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com. As always, back talking everything on the main slate for week 11. We will look back at week 10, what we did right, what we did wrong. We have an update to our picks, so we'll update you on that. But let me bring in the fellow OGs here, Notorious Chop. Notorious, we'll start with you, buddy. NBA in full swing. A lot of injuries happening early in the year. Load management here. It's just been crazy so far. But uh, how was week 10 for you? How's NBA treating you? know, you got golf going on. You just – you got to be 18, 20 hours a day, my man. It's good to get a break here and talk to the OGs for an hour. <laughs> yeah, I could use a vacation. Um, so maybe Chop can uh, pay for that for us. But a uh, tough week for me in NFL. I uh, couldn't get anything going in the main slate. Struggled in the afternoon slate. Uh, doubled down in the showdown slate. So uh, it was pretty ugly for me. Been dealing with the sick one. I had to take him in the emergency room a couple times uh, over the weekend. So, uh, yeah, life could be better. But uh, still no complaints. Got a lot of good fantasy stuff going on. So uh, not nothing bad to say. That's good. So my week basically uh, was very high in Christian Kirk and Kyler Murray. That was the good, but the four words that destroyed my week, David Montgomery, Marlon Mack, the two running backs that I cannot <laughs> seem to get right. So maybe I'm just going to write them off. Chop, how was your week 10 NBA, whatever else you got going on? Uh, yeah, my, uh, week 10 was, is, is just like yours. I didn't hit on a single, like my, my, all my core running backs, including Saquon and the guys you mentioned, just, they would just totally shit the bed on me. So yeah, it wasn't a good Sunday, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm more curious here right now. If you guys have signed up yet for the Disney, Disney plus channel, have you signed up for the Disney plus yet? I have not yet. So if you have, give me give me some selling points here cuz I'm I'm hearing good and bad on this thing. Oh no, it's good. It's good stuff. You uh it seems pretty good. I haven't actually watched a show on there yet. I signed up cuz I know I know I was getting pressured in the house by a couple of kids to to do it. So I did it. And uh here's the thing about it though. As we're sitting here right now shooting shooting this uh podcast right here, I've been on the hold with the live chat for Disney Plus for an hour and a half already it's okay, just kind of it's just I'm out. It, it's up well it's not you, you can sign up pretty easily but i just i want to change one thing to my service and so they've got me on there for an hour and a half right now i'm gonna see if this thing ever pops up while we do this podcast probably about an hour long we'll see if they ever come on and answer 
answer me. But as of right now, this live chat on Disney Plus, looking for one single thing for me to do to my account, has been up for an hour and a half. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, surprisingly, my kids haven't brought it up. So I, you know, I know it came out, and I thought they'd be all over it. So I, I think as long as they don't bring it up, I'm just going to hide in the weeds like Homer Simpson and pretend I don't even know about it. So <laughs> that's the plan. I don't want to spend an hour and a half in a chat. So we'll, we'll see if you – you better get that done in the next hour. I'm really going to be out. So <laughs> keep us updated. So we will take a look here at week 11. As always, we're going to cover the main slate here, guys. We're not going to get into – uh, all the other games, just not enough time. I uh, want to give you the information on the main slate. 11 games for us here uh, in week 11. So, as always, if you're looking for Thursday night football, Sunday night, Monday night, uh, Roto-Grinders, ton of great information over there, uh, projections, uh, videos with Chop and Big T have been, been great for the showdown. So, uh, all that is covered in depth on Roto-Grinders.com. So, let's get into this main slate. Uh, we'll bring in some of the betting stuff. Uh, as well, look at the lines, look at the totals. Uh, we'll update you on where we stand uh, towards the end. We'll see if anybody's making a move here. But let's jump into the games here, guys. Start with Dallas traveling to Detroit. So uh, interesting game here. Matthew Stafford, uh, I think, is what we're waiting on here. No line yet uh, in this game in a lot of spots. But sounds like he's going to play. And, and a guy with broken bones in his back there playing football. This dude's a warrior. So what do you think here, Lions and Cowboys? Yeah, I've been looking at uh, projections across the industry, and I'm a little bit surprised that nobody seems to be on the Cowboys. I mean, an implied total close to 27. Uh, indoor game against a very bad defense. I know they shut down Mitchell Trubisky, but uh, I think us three could stop uh, Trubisky at this point. Uh, I'm just not buying into their defense. You know, 23rd in DVOA against the pass, 20th in DVOA against the run. So I love the Cowboys in tournaments. I'm fine, fine playing Dak with uh, Cooper and Gallup. I know Cooper's had some struggles on the road, but the game is indoors. Um, Gallup continues to get wide receiver one type of usage. And then if you want to play Zeke, it doesn't sound like anybody's going to be playing him. Um, it's a pretty good spot for him. Alliance ranked dead last in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to running back. So I think uh, a lot of interesting parts on the Cowboys for tournaments. For the Lions, uh, it's just tough. I mean, it doesn't sound like Ty Johnson's going to be able to play. He's been dealing with a concussion, so we could get a big role for J.D. McKissick. You know, he's probably a better pass catcher than, you know, running between the tackles. But 4600 on DraftKings, that seems like a pretty good price point, especially if they're playing from behind. Uh, won't be playing Stafford even if he's active, but I do think, you know, if he's in there, it gives a boost to Galladay and Jones. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's an interesting game. I think you can stack it up. I do think it will go overlooked in tournaments. All right, Chop, you're a Cowboys expert, so agree with Derek there on Zeke. Uh, you as high as him because I agree. The ownership uh, doesn't seem to be going that way. Yeah, the Cowboys uh, should steamroll Detroit this week. I, I would, you know, I have no doubt about that uh, after that disappointing game they put up on Sunday night. So I'm with him. Elliot's going to get, I think, a, 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 the lion's share of the work here. You know, Sunday night was a Dak Prescott game, and he looked really good, but – uh, they'll turn back to Elliott now. So I like him first and foremost. Uh, you know, if, if Cooper's going to remain banged up like he is, I don't see why, you know, you couldn't play Gallup, keep on playing some Gallup, and, and that's fine. On the Detroit side, man, I'm just not, just not sold on these guys. I don't, I don't like the running back situation out there. I don't think I can touch any of it. Uh, I'd like to see Stafford play that would I wouldn't play Stafford but that would help his wide receiver so if Stafford plays I'll play Galladay if Stafford doesn't play I would probably sit out all these guys I'm probably not much if Stafford doesn't play I'd move up the Dallas defense to top five on my chart so I have a lot of interest in Dallas here not not so much in Detroit all right we do have a spread here on sharp side again download the app uh, great information total spreads uh, player props for every sport so a sharp side free app for you. Minus three and a half here for the Cowboys. Uh, total sitting at 45 as of right now. So this sounds like Stafford playing this line. I think it'd be a little bit higher uh, if uh, it was Jeff Driscoll. So chop what he got here. Dallas minus three and a half, total 45. Cool. Chop. Hello? Uh, no. Yo. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. Yo, did I cut out on us, sir? <laughs> no, I thought, I, thought you, I thought you said something else. So. You said chop twice, so we were kind of Oh, confused. there you go. All right, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> if not, it's still no, playing on the it's, pod. It's the bloopers and errors. 
The people like it. There we go. We'll leave it in there. So, all right, Chop, three and a half here on the spread. What do you think? I like the Cowboys here to 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 win by double digits. Derek, uh, three and a half on the spread here. Yeah, well, I'm seeing some different lines. I'm seeing four and a half and 49, so definitely want to uh, check that. If it is 45, I'll take the over and uh, agree with Chop on the Cowboys to steamroll. All right, let's move on to the next game here. I'm going to take the Cowboys there as well. i got to get a pick in. Again, we'll, we'll give you the updated spreadsheet here momentarily. But next game, Atlanta, Carolina. I think the big story in this game, Brian Hill, uh, expected to be one of the highest-owned players on this slate. No Devontae Freeman. We know Edo Smith is on IR, so Hill should see a full workload here, guys. But we're looking at potentially up to 50% ownership, so – Interest level there, Chop, at 4,800 on Brian Hill. Just, just a side note, you know, my season long, my one season long, I know you guys like my updates on it, but uh, I've got the number one waiver spot there, right? Now, I haven't used, I haven't used the waivers all year long because I've been saving it for the number one spot because I know somewhere deep inside as the season goes on, we're going we're gonna to get that one guy, you know, that you just have to have, and I want to be number one in the order. I don't want anybody to be able to beat me to him. I did not use him on Brian Hill, so I'm, I don't know if I, if I did good or bad there because I didn't think – I think Freeman might, might be back in a couple weeks, but I did not. So I'm still maintaining that waiver. Number one spot right there because I haven't used Who one all year. Honestly, <laughs> I have Dalvin Cook, so I'm I'm worried like hell that at some point here he's going to be ruled out and I can go get Madison and Madison would be the biggest pickup of it. I don't know why, but I think Madison for some reason I think Cook is eventually going to wear down and get hurt and Madison's. Gonna Madison's out on waivers. Yeah, it's just oh, a hometown geez. league. You it's gotta just... make that move now, man. What are you what are you waiting now? <laughs> oh, we have limited roster space, man. I I wish I, I keep trying to tell these guys Damn. every year, let's change this stuff up. But these guys are living in the dark ages. We've yeah. been doing this for like twenty years and they want to live back uh in nineteen ninety nine times, man, where you know, we don't have no fab or anything like that. We do this waiver stuff, which, you guys which do by the way, stats by hand still. Too? <laughs> we used to do the news. Yeah, we. I had to talk to one. The, we. There's always that one guy, that one guy who never wants to change a damn oh, thing. Yeah. This, yep. this guy in our league never. You know, he used to do the stuff with the newspaper in the morning. We had to like twist his arm like seven years ago to get on ESPN and do it. You know, with the with the whole internet thing. But he probably yeah, he, hates PPR. He loves kickers. Oh man, I, I try this guy. Oh, oh, the kick. I don't want to get me started on the kicker thing. I tried to bring it. I tried to bring it up pre-draft oh, oh, this year. Pre-draft this year, I tried to bring it up. Let's do you know the kicker thing. Let's you know, kickers are kind of bullshit, guys. We just drop them every week anyway and pick up the next guy. No, we gotta gotta we gotta keep the kicker. Fuck the flex. No, man. Let's, let's <laughs> kickers are people too. One guy actually said that to me. Like, are you are you shitting me right now, man? So and and then I tried to tell him, let's get really creative this year. And instead instead of doing this this thing where you have a one loss record, which is fine, you want to do wins and losses every week. At least let's make the last playoff spot best in total points instead of like you know some guy who just barely crept into the playoffs because he got lucky with his scheduling, at least just the last playoff spot. Let's do highest points left, you know, even it out a little. This guy was of course like all in on against it. Like, no, we can't change it up. The the head to head every week is the way to go. And luckily that's going to be the guy that ends up with the highest points. And he's at a sub 500 record right now. So maybe that comes and bites him in the ass, but poetic justice, baby. Yeah. So that's my Brian Hill take right there. I I actually think he's great this week for as long as Freeman's out. I mean, they they didn't do us any favors on the pricing here on DraftKings, So it's not like a auto plug and play, but I think he's a phenomenal play. I'll still have plenty of shares of him. It's against Carolina. I, I do remember a, specifically a, a game in the past where Julio Julio like put up a top five all time point total against Carolina one time. So Julio's always on my radar. Uh, I don't know so much about Calvin. Really, still hasn't stepped up and done anything good with uh, Sanu gone. So I don't know how much Ridley I'll have. I mean, I, I don't play much Russell Gage, but he's interesting in a PPR format where where, you know, you have to – if you're in cash games and you just want to have a 
Actually, I'm looking at the price tag. That's jumped up significantly this week on Russell Gage. Yeah, yeah he's I jumped don't... up. Don't forget Austin Hooper, probably not going to be in there yeah. either. You know, and Luke Stocker is not going you know, <sighs> to get, yeah. get too excited about that. So maybe there's more opportunity for Ridley. Yeah, Ridley, Gage. in oh. hindsight, Ridley, Ridley looks a lot better when he's only $200 more than Gage. That's a, that's <laughs> a little bit. That's rough. So, yeah, I guess you go Ridley. Uh, and I'll also check the weather because if it's even vaguely bad weather, I, want, I definitely don't want Matt Ryan. He's not, he's an indoors guy. He doesn't handle those elements too well. So, But Brian Hill's fine. Of course, on the other side, you got to pay for McCaffrey, but he's the best of the best, man, every week. And in this matchup, he should be great. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel both you know, right there on the radar. Like I did read today somewhere, man, I forget where it was, about how centered – this Carolina team is with their production. It's it's McCaffrey, it's Moore, it's Samuel, and it's Greg Olson. And I'm not a Greg Olson fan. So really you've only got three three or four guys to choose from. They don't spread it out very much. So they're all in play. Yeah, I mean, and for me, that points back to Kyle Allen. I mean, look great in Lambeau and Snow against a much better defense. So and now you give him a matchup with Atlanta, who, yeah, they look good last week against New Orleans. I'm not buying that. So a lot of interest in this Carolina side. Uh, even McCaffrey at 10-5, I'm paying the number. Uh, I don't care what price it gets to at this point. So, uh, Derek, thoughts? Uh, Carolina, a lot of different options. Anyone that stands out as a favorite? And then how are you handling Brian Hill? I think it's an easy play in cash games, but tournaments, I think it's going to be a big decision for people to play him, fade him, overweight, underweight. So, uh, hit on that as well. Speaking of Snow and Lambo, who was that quarterback that got paid after that big game uh, a couple years ago for the Lions? Remember Matt that? Matt Flynn. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, that's Great a flashback. Great Matt Flynn. I went out to Seattle and they drafted Russell Wilson and uh, the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Chop on pretty much all of his takes, including the home league. I mean, mine uh, frustrates me more and more every single year. We put up everything uh, for a vote before the season. And we originally had like six bench spots. Now it's down to four. We originally had bye weeks for the top two teams and now it's no bye weeks at all. Uh, it's just getting uglier and uglier. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Luckily, we did vote out kickers though. So uh, I do not agree. Not like fun. (laughs) Why restrict bench spots and not have more flex spots? More guys in the lineup. More guys to watch. More. I mean, the guys complaining. Want a healthy waiver wire? But yeah, come on, loosen the grip here. Some of these old timers. Yeah, and then they want like twenty dollars a week to the high score. So everyone's just getting their money back by the end. <laughs> that's the other thing. Let, let's just have everybody win, and, or if you dare oh, try to, to jump the the entry fee, like oh yeah, oh, oh, oh man, I, we can't possibly be fifty dollars. Are you crazy? And they look at I, me, oh the, the big rich DFS. Guy. Yeah, yeah. It's I made I made, bucks. Like, I made the suggestion like here? like three years ago. I made the suggestion, man, just for fun here. Let's do something crazy. Like if you finish last place for the season, you are dead last. That one guy. That, let's have that guy have a little fun. Let that guy pay for the uh, buy-in the next year for the guy who wins the Super Bowl. Oh, no. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, my God, that's way too much. God, shut up. Like, we're grown-ass adults here. These guys, I swear, $100, I think one of these leagues is $100, and one guy's like, no, absolutely, that's that's ridiculous. It's way too much. It's like less than $10 a week. Like, what's the problem here? Come on. Crazy. Insane. So where were we? We're, we're getting sidetracked here with this yeah. Atlanta-Carolina game. So I think we all agree on the same thing. This is a good fireworks game. Oh, yeah. This yeah. has to be a good game. All right, Derek, you get all your takes in there. You got more for this game. <laughs> yeah, play Hill, play uh, Julio for Atlanta. Don't really trust Ridley on the road, but he's cheap. Uh, for Carolina, I mean, you can stack every single one of them. Like you mentioned, their offense is very concentrated. And McCaffrey is such a good weapon in the passing game that you can play Allen with McCaffrey. You can pair him up with Samuel Wright, Olsen. Uh, I like it all. So one of my favorite games of the week. All right, we got five and a half here on the line. Carolina home favorites, 49 and a half. One of the bigger totals uh, on this slate, Derek. Yeah, uh, we've been saying it all year. If we like all the guys for DFS, then we should like the over. So give me the over. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't see either defense. I don't see Atlanta doing it again. Uh, we're great in that game against New Orleans, but I don't see either defense uh, really slowing the other down. If Atlanta can keep up here, uh, I like the over here as well. Chop, what do you got? Yeah, stole my thunder. Please <laughs> Taking some over there. All right, three overs there. Next game for us, maybe not as exciting. Jacksonville and Indiana. Uh, Indianapolis, that is. Indy, three-point home favorites, 44 on the total here. So, Derek, you're our Jacksonville expert. They are going to Nick Foles here. Does that help a guy uh, like D.D. Westbrook? Does that hurt 
a guy like DJ Chark. So breakdown there. Uh, T.Y. Hilton on the other side looking doubtful to play. So a big injury to watch there for the Colts. And Brissett expected back here this week. So interesting game here. Uh, DFS-wise, Derek, how much interest do you have in it? Not that much. I'm excited to see Falls back in the mix. Um, but we don't really know who his favorite target's going to be. Uh, you know, for a while there, Minshew like Chark, but then he kind of went back to Westbrook a little bit. For now, I think I'll just avoid the situation. The matchup does set up a little bit better for Westbrook, who runs most of his routes underneath. We know the Colts like to play that cover, too, to keep everything in front of them. So I'm okay with Westbrook, but probably not going to be chasing it. Uh, Fournette just continues to get a ton of work. I don't expect that to change here. The Colts 23rd in DVOA against the run. But the running back position kind of sets up to where, you know, you're paying up for McCaffrey and then you're saving at the other two spots. So I don't know how much exposure I'll end up with Fournette, but I do think he's in a pretty good spot. And then for the Colts, yeah, I just don't really like anyone here. I think I'm finally going to hop off the Marlon Mack train. Uh, so this will be the week he goes off. But uh, I can't take any more punishment. <laughs> just It's just been rough all season. Uh, Brissett sounds like he could return this week, which uh, could be good news for the passing game. But – um, just not anybody that I really want to trust. You know, maybe Eric Ebron played a season high 61% of the snaps last week. Uh, Jaguars aren't that great against tight ends. So he'd probably be my favorite play for the Colts. Third and wrong, Marlon freaking Mack. Dude, I'm <laughs> done as well. So we're going to help out our listeners here. If we just jump off board, uh, he goes nuts. They play him. Hey, I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm done sinking dollars into this guy. So I like the Fournette call. Uh, Colts haven't been great against the run. As far as the passing game goes, Nick Foles has generally been better against man defenses. In fact, way better uh, than he is against zone. The Colts play a lot of zone, so uh, not an ideal spot here, I don't think, for Nick Foles. So, Fournette for me, not much interest in, in the Colts side of things. So, Chop, what do you got here, Jags and Colts? Yo, it's just, you know, for the Jags, I think, yeah, Fournette's the guy. And, and like Derek said, Shark is in there. Westbrook got was get, was getting some production before, before they took some time off. So, uh yeah, that's all fine and well. We know all that. Yeah, the Indianapolis side, Marlon Mack crushed me, crushed me last week. And that, it's infuriating when you can't get things going at home against the Miami Dolphins who are intentionally putting uh, players out there that, just to lose games. That's just, that's just frustrating. But but then again, you look at it and I give them, I give them the, the benefit of the doubt because – you know, Brian Hoyer's not a quarterback in the NFL. He shouldn't be a quarterback starting in the NFL. You don't have T.Y. Hilton. You're, you know, you're out of pass catchers. And so it's, it's not a very good offense, period. But if they get Brissett back and they get T.Y. back, I'll be back on the Marlon Mack train. If either one of those guys is out, then I don't want any part of this team at all. But if I get, if I get some health on Brissett and some health on T.Y., I can go back to Marlon Mack at home. But uh, I, everything has to be – perfect for me in that in that circumstance all right colts uh, small home favorites here minus 344 on that total chop again i don't i don't know what what we're going to get from from health it, if i can get if i can get those guys back i want indianapolis at home in this game and uh if Brissett's out again and i have to deal with hoyer oh man give me all the jacksonville all right. I mean, it sounds like T.Y. So, so, is a doubtful. Yeah. So, I, I so just yeah, just, I don't want to pick on this game because it's too it's too much. I, I can't have that. I can't have this game tarnish my record. Yeah. There you so go. let's just <laughs> let's just sit out this game for me. That's chop limits the picks there. I, that's why he's on the top. I, I gotta appreciate some of that. So Derek, your thoughts here? I'm guessing you're taking the Jags money line, but minus three or forty four. You like either of those? No, I've picked the Jags like five or six times on the pod this year, and they've they haven't covered one time when I picked them. So I'm not going to go there. Um, my record would be like 90 percent if if you took out the Jags. I'm sure. Um, give me the under. I think both teams going to lean on the run a little bit. Uh, I'll take the under. I'm going old man under here as well. Uh, this feels like one of those games teams are going to struggle to score some points. So 44, uh, not the biggest number, but uh, I'll go under there as well. Next game. Uh, this was a, I like this game. Buffalo and Miami. Uh, we just saw this game a couple weeks ago. You guys mentioned Miami actually playing, uh, being competitive here. But I love this spot for Buffalo. I, I mean, Josh Allen to John Brown, Devin Singletary. Uh, talk me off the ledge, Derek, because I'm going to have a lot of exposure to the Bills here this week. Yeah, it's a good spot for them for sure. Um, it's crazy that this spread's only at six points. You know, Dolphins back-to-back -back wins, so they're getting some uh, respect from the betting markets. But Singletary, at least 66% of the snaps, three straight games. We've already seen him get 20 carries in one of the games this season. I like the price point. 
like the fact that he should probably be fairly low owned. Uh, we know the Dolphins is not good against the run or the pass. Also think you can go to Allen and John Brown. Uh, that's a combination that I've been using a ton this season. Hasn't worked out all that often, but uh, John Brown, 24% target share, six most air yards of any receiver in football. So lot to like for Buffalo. And then for the Dolphins, uh, Kalen Bellage, 82% of the snaps, 24 touches last week, and ended with eight fantasy points. He's just terrible. He's terrible. And he, he, uh, he, like, runs full steam into the pile and then just falls over. It's, it's really He's ugly terrible, to watch. Dude. It's, I swear, that's one of the worst running backs I've ever seen. <laughs> and, I mean, he looks like an athlete, too. I mean, it's just strange. But anyway, uh, probably won't be going there this week with all the value of running back. Uh, Devontae Parker. Probably going to get shadowed by Tredavious White, who held Odell to 57 yards on 12 targets last week. I think that could really open things up for Alan Hearns. Played 89% of the snaps last week. He's going to have the better cornerback matchup. Uh, actually played pretty well. He's only 3,200 on DraftKings. So I think he's going to be my favorite play for the Dolphins. Don't mind going to Jasicki, but uh, Buffalo is number one against tight ends this season. I was Albert Wilson's always a guy I want to play. Like it always seems like a good idea in theory, and then uh, yeah, you get three targets uh, and no yards, uh, one fantasy point. So, hey, Chop, what do you think here? Uh, Dolphins have a lot of those middling options uh, at receiver, including Gasecki, uh, Balaj, like we mentioned. Uh, this is all Buffalo for me. I don't think I'm running it back with anybody at Miami. Yeah, I tend to agree with that take. Uh, Buffalo looks really, really stout, uh, and I have a hard time breaking down whether I want to go passing game with Allen and Brown or if I want to go and commit more to Singletary. I think they're both – both facets are in play here, and I'll have pretty heavy exposure to both. And Miami's just tough, man, because the only, the only real way you can beat Buffalo is on the ground. And like, like you guys said, man, Kalen Balazs is just – oof, buddy, he's rough. He's rough to watch, and he's rough to roster, and I won't do it. So this would be a great spot right here for uh, Kenyon Drake, but they don't have him anymore. So can't touch the running game. Uh, man, Devontae Parker, like like Derek said, I don't – I can't – man, there's not been a, a receiver crack 100 yards on Buffalo all year. Tredavious White, I watched him last week. See, I don't get to see much Buffalo, but I watched some of him last week against uh, – who was that, OBJ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man, boy, he's, he's, he's a good – he's a good – young cornerback so I don't want to pick on him so the way you would beat him is with Albert Wilson but man Albert Wilson's pretty much I mean he's been washed since he got injured here about a year and a half ago when he had that nice little run of a season I think he was 2017 he hadn't been the same since then so I don't know that I can run anybody back on Miami but I do like some Buffalo though yeah, and the interesting thing with Josh Allen, he, I mean, he's priced – we've talked about it before. He's priced up basically on what he did last season. So, I think a lot of people, they're going to spend 100 more for Dak, 200 more for Watson, uh, 300 more for Breeze, or even go up to Lamar. So, you could catch some low ownership here. Was was good against Miami in that game a few weeks ago. It wasn't great. Uh, John Brown did find the end zone. But a Singletary, I, I really like going back to him. A lot of people uh, were high on him last week, kind of got burned. So, uh, you might catch some recency bias there on Devin Singletary. All right, take a look at the line here. We got five and a half for Buffalo on sharp side uh, with a 41 total chop. Flow in this one. Uh, I think, I think, man, I, I don't remember, but I think it was Buffalo that let me down against Miami when they were at home here. Yep. A few weeks ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and stick with Buffalo here and think that they can manhandle Miami. All right, I'm going to go with the over. Miami's been been fighting, putting up points. Fitzpatrick's going to take his shot. So 41 seems a little low. Uh, I'm going to go over 41. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I want to lean Buffalo, but it opened to 7.5, down to 6, 5.5 in some places. And uh, I'm guessing most of the money is on Buffalo. So it could have some reverse line movement there. That worries me. So uh, I'll agree with you, Beer. I'll go over. All right, let's go to the next game and talk about a quarterback uh, showdown here. Lamar Jackson against Deshaun Watson. We got Houston traveling to Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore has obviously been on a roll beating New England, uh, steamrolling the Bengals there. Houston coming off their big win uh, in London. Uh, I believe they had a bye last week. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so fresh, ready to go here. So. Chop, this could be the game of the week uh, with these two guys. Uh, any preference here? you got to pay a little bit more for Lamar Jackson. Does that make Watson uh, maybe the better play being the cheaper of the two? 
Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't, well, I, I got to check the weather, but uh, yeah, assuming the weather's fine and it's not nothing rowdy, no snow or anything like that. I think, uh, yeah, I think I want to lean Deshaun Watson for a, a little bit cheaper price tag. Uh, and it's always dangerous to fade Lamar, but you know, Deshaun can do a lot of similar things too. So uh, I'll go that route, but uh, it's obviously a big time matchup. I don't want to. I don't want any piece of the uh, backfield for the Houston. I know they've been. Carlos Hyde's been pretty decent, but I'll pass on that. Give me, give me the Watkins or the Hopkins. Fuller should be back, so he's got his combo back there. The just Jordan Jordan Aikens kid is is uh is not a bad. But I mean, he's priced up too. Man, these prices on DraftKings are killing me on this. Can't go that route. So, but Deshaun Watson with his targets are fine. Don't want the backfield there. On the flip side, don't want any piece of Mark Ingram this week. So it, it would be all Lamar Jackson and his uh, receiving options. And, I mean, Marquise Brown looked fine last week. Looks like he's getting healthy. Mark Andrews is one of the better tight ends in the game. So he's got his two-headed monster to go to also. So at least, you know, you can pair these quarterbacks and have a pretty good idea of who they're going to throw to, unlike a lot of situations. So this looks like a very stackable game. We got to uh, chop. We got to check in your DraftKings salaries. I don't think they're different than the ones I'm looking at. So, uh, oh, I you see. know what? I got my RG tab on FanDuel. I'm like, man, that's that guy's price. Yeah, say it's <laughs> 26. It happened with Gage earlier. He's, uh, I think he's 3,300. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Okay. I thought they jumped what Gage the up to five. <laughs> I thought Gage was 5,300 now on DraftKings. I was like, what? No way. Oh, yeah, that's I'd be fantastic. digging around like I'm in the wrong week or I'm in the wrong slate. Right, Maybe I'm in a showdown right. somehow. Hey, like, hey, hey, it happens, man. This is RG. I'm going to have to have to talk to RG about that. I want my default to be set on DraftKings, not the oh, last thing I chose. Jordan Aikens, 2,600 shop. How does that That looks sound? better. This guy's been targeting his tight ends a lot lately, So, yeah. and, and these guys are getting touchdowns, so you just never know. And, and I think the big deal about this, just on a strategic note, tight ends have been a huge, huge bust and disappointment this year. Kelsey's not doing anything. Kittle hasn't done very much. He's getting all his touchdowns called back. Like the big time, and now Hooper's hurt. So I think if you had known some of this stuff going into going into the year, it was like, boy, you got to spend up at tight end because these studs, Ertz and all these other guys, they do it every week. Somebody's going to have this big game. It ha- it's been the exact opposite this year. The little guys have actually had bigger games than the big guys. So I think maybe it's time to maybe start readjusting and, and going with cheaper tight ends and, and boosting up your roster in, in other places. Hell, Darren Fells, I believe, leads the position in touchdowns. So that's really all you need to know there. And uh, Mark Andrews up to 6,100 here on DraftKings, Derek. So uh, 5,200 last week, jumped up almost 1,000. So uh, that seems to be a, a bit too expensive for my liking. But what do you think there? Uh, and obviously this, co- this quarterback showdown is the big story in this one. Yeah, to Chuck's point, I think it's a good weekend to save it tight end. Uh, that is a lot for Andrews. He does have 100-plus yard you know, upside, a couple touchdowns upside every time he takes the field. But still a guy that only plays like 50% of the snaps. Uh, we know he's one of Jackson's favorite targets. But I think it's just going to be naked Lamar once again for me. Uh, 33, 26, 28, and 33 fantasy points over the last four games. We know the Texan secondary is beatable. So don't mind pairing him up with Marquise Brown, although he only played 40% of the snaps last week. That does worry me a little bit. Granted, they were playing uh, from ahead against the Bengals, so uh, that'll probably go up this week. So uh, as usual with the Ravens, you know, you have Lamar, you have Brown, and you have Andrews. And this might be a hot take, but I don't have any interest in the Texans this week. I don't want Watson. I don't want their running game. Uh, The Ravens secondary is finally healthy. They got Jimmy Smith. They got Humphrey. They got Earl Thomas back there. Um, They're playing well. They held – Tom Brady in check, and then they played well against uh, the Bengals last week. So I actually don't love the Texans. And if you look at, you know, opponent plays per game, uh, Baltimore's held opponents to the fourth fewest per game just because they dominate possession so well with Lamar, you know, being so effective on the ground. So for me, uh, I'm going to be fading the Texans and taking the under uh, for this game. I was going to say, I thought you'd have all your chips on Baltimore then at, at minus four and a half. So you're going under 49. Under, yeah, I'll take Ravens, too. I'll double up. All right, double pick. I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. Uh, they've just been so impressive here. Houston has looked good in spots, but I don't know that they can go in and keep this one competitive. I like Watson. A lot of that is I think Baltimore gets out to a lead, and he's going to be throwing the ball around a lot. So uh, I'll leave the total alone, but I'll take uh, Baltimore minus four and a half. Chop, uh, what do you got on the line in the total here? 
I want the over in this game. This this feels like a game where neither defense can stop a really good quarterback on the other side. A young man over for Chop here. We're gonna we're gonna look. Got some got some <laughs> surprising news on old man under. So we're we're gonna get to that as well. But uh, let's keep going with the games here. This one should be quick here, guys. Uh, Jets and Redskins uh, must see TV here. Uh, I, I don't even think as a fan you could watch this game, but. Chop, is there any DFS goodness here? We got a low total of 38 and a half. Uh, besides the defenses, uh, anything of note here in Jets and Redskins? Uh, anything of note. Let yeah, me see. Give here. me something. <laughs> anything. Um, or we I do can like just skip I, by this game. Make it. Make I do. I mean, I do like and, the. I do like the defenses. Other than that, I just. I'm trying to dig something up here. I was looking earlier, but I couldn't find anything. Like, there's just nothing there for me. So, I do I do think both defenses are definitely two of the higher defenses I have rated this week. So, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, some of the notes, Geis coming back. We'll see what happens there. But on a bad offense, uh, do you really want to pay a price on Geis? McLaurin against a bad secondary. But uh, you, you got his boy Haskins uh, starting this week who looks lost out there. Uh, Jamison Crowder, revenge. I, I still can't. I, I don't want anything in this game. Derek, uh, any more optimism than we seem to have? Not really. Uh, if I'm making one lineup this week, I definitely won't be playing anyone from this game outside of the defenses. But I don't hate Haskins if uh, you're building 10 or more lineups at 4,800 on DraftKings. Don't mind pairing him up with McLaurin. The Jets are a pass funnel defense. Held uh, Saquon Barkley to one yard last week on 13 carries. So don't want anything to do with the running backs. For the Jets, yeah, it's a full fade for me. I don't want any part of that offense. All right, spread somehow, some way, the Washington Redskins are favored in a game. Uh, and that, to me, is one of those lines that uh, the Jets have been bad too. But if I had to look at these teams, I would say the Jets are the better team. And I know you get three for being at home. So neutral field, they probably are. But the fact that they're favored, I'm going to go with the Redskins uh, at home here, minus one. Derek, what do you got? 38 and a half on the total if you want to go that route. I'm going to pull a chop on this one and mm. just stay away from this game. <laughs> chop? I'm going under. Oh, I knew that old man. I, under was I just don't – I mean, like, if it – what what if it uh, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck or something like that? It's a duck? Well, I mean – <laughs> That's an Dwayne, old man saying to go with the old man under. Dwayne Haskins is pretty terrible. His offense over there is pretty terrible. Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson haven't connected. Like, I don't see where the offenses are – what offense is going to explode here? I don't think any of them do. I just It feels like an under game. All right, last game here on the early slate, uh, and maybe the game of the week for, for fantasy purposes. New Orleans uh, going to Tampa Bay, 50-point total in this one. Saints, obviously a big disappointment last week. In years past, I think you could have gotten a little recency bias on Drew Brees after a disappointing performance, but uh, looking like he'll be one of the higher-owned quarterbacks here this week. Tampa Bay, you know they attack through the air. Uh, Godwin Evans, uh, no Marshawn Lattimore, possibly for New Orleans. So, chop a lot to get to here in this game. Uh, what stands out as as your favorite plays is obviously a stackable game, and he fades in this game. Uh, just any way to be different with this one than the pack? Uh, no, I don't think you. I don't think you're going to be different. I don't. I don't think you need to be like. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, studs, uh, Alvin Kamara, eh. I think this is more of a Kamara game than last week, even though I was like another guy who totally let me down. I had a lot of chips on Kamara and and other guys I spoke of earlier. Total let down. But this is, sets up more of a better game from him. So, yeah, I think the big three here is squarely in play. I don't think I want to go too far outside that with Traquan or Ted Ginn or any or Jared Cook hadn't done. So, I, I don't need to go there. I think the big three. And on Tampa side, Lattimore being out or – We'll have to wait on that. But if Lattimore is out, yeah, that kind of throws me for a loop because I wanted to push the all-in on Chris Godwin, knowing that Evans has struggled at times with Lattimore. And then the best way you're going to beat New Orleans is in the slot anyway. But uh, Evans not having that matchup, that tough matchup, actually opens him up a little bit too. So now it becomes another coin flip between those two guys. But love me some Jameis Winston. Love me those two wide receivers. Uh, I can, again, pass on Ronald Jones this week. Uh, he got a lot of work in the passing game. I don't think that's going to hold true 
the rest of the year. He actually had his snaps were brought down quite a bit last week compared to what we thought they would be. So I can pass on the running game there and just focus on Winston and Godwin and Winston and Evans. Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting dynamic and I just, with, the, with the whole Marshawn Lattimore thing. I mean, P.J. Williams uh, had been terrible in the slot, but if Lattimore's out, I think they move him to the outside. And the backup that, that's behind P.J. Williams in the slot has actually been uh, very good there. So I think that the, the receivers for Tampa are going to be very important on the slate. I prefer Godwin. Uh, I don't know if it's because he hasn't had a good game in a while, uh, so the old he's due, but uh, I think there's room for both of these guys. And I actually like Jared Cook, uh, Derek. So your thoughts there, uh, Tampa Bay only behind Arizona in production allowed to tight end, saw 10 targets with Drew Brees. I know some of that was garbage time, but uh, that could be a differentiator. A lot of people are going to try to cram Michael Thomas, 9,900 on DraftKings. So what are you doing there? Are you with me or against me on Jared Cook? Uh, and then them Tampa Bay receivers, I think, is a big question. Yeah, I haven't tried to build a lineup just yet on DraftKings, but I think it's going to be tough to play both McCaffrey and Thomas. I know there's some good values that we've already talked about, but I think it's going to be tough. So if I have to choose between the two, I will side with McCaffrey. But at the same time, I mean, Thomas, perfect matchup for him. Tampa Bay dead last in fantasy points allowed to receivers. Uh, we know they're going to be throwing the ball. Tampa Bay's number one in DVOA against the run. So definitely sets up well for him. Um, if I'm playing him, might just have to do it on FanDuel. It's a little bit easier to get him in over there. Love Breeze. Uh, fine with Kamara as a bounce back. Played on 78% of the snaps, which is more than I thought he would last week in his first game back. Uh, maybe they uh, keep that going uh, just because he's the better pass catcher of the two between him and Latavius. Uh, and I do like Jared Cook. I think he's interesting. He's a nice way to get exposure to the Saints offense without paying a premium for anyone. And then for the Bucks, yeah, you guys summed it up perfectly. Not really buying into Ronald Jones. You know, eight receptions for 77 yards. I don't see that continuing, especially with 47% of the snaps. Like Evans, like Godwin. Uh, no real preference between the two with Lattimore being out. Uh, like you mentioned, P.J. Williams did move to the outside and cover Julio last week. So if that's the case, got to like Evans in that matchup. And then O.J. Howard uh, finally had a touchdown last week, played on 99% of the snaps. I know it was against the Cardinals. Uh, do you guys have any interest in a cheap O.J. Howard? I, I feel like I, I ran in, I, I grabbed what I needed with O.J. Howard last week, <laughs> and then I'm running back out and I'm uh, putting him back on the shelf. It's just It's been a frustrating I, – I know a lot of you guys out there, season long, it was a big investment, best ball, DFS, whatever it may be. He did it against the Cardinals. Yeah, any, everybody's done it against the Cardinals is, is kind of where I'm at. So played him a lot last week, but I don't know how much – I'd rather play Jared Cook this week. So, Chop, what do you think there, O.J. Howard? Yo, I'm not getting caught in that trap. No way. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Get, get in, get out, and uh, be done with it. So a couple quick notes. Michael Thomas went nuts against Tampa week five, uh, 11 for 182 and two, uh, season-high 44 DraftKings points. Chris Godwin on the other side two touchdowns against the Saints. So uh, should be plenty of uh, fantasy production to go around here uh, to a lot of people. And that shows in that total chop. So 50 on the total, minus five here for the Saints as road favorites. What do you think? Man, it's, uh, I think I'm going to have to go back to an over here. I just, you know, if, if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. And I feel like uh, – the Saints on offense have got to be pretty disgusted in themselves after last week. They won't let that happen again, so they're going to they're gonna put up some big points here. And you know Jameis is – man, he's good to get some garbage time to push you to the over, so I'll, I'll take the over here. Yeah, I love the over here. I mean, both teams have to know that they're not going to be able to run the ball. I mean, these are two of the better run defenses, so the more passing, the more clock stoppages, things like that, uh, I think this is a slam dunk over for me. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, make it three for three. Uh, Winston, not only great at creating points for his team, but for the other team as well. So uh, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think the over looking pretty good. And uh, I do think we skipped over the Vikings game if we want to hit that real quick. Did we skip over the Vikings game? Did we? We did. See, that's, I was so caught up in, in moving along. So going to rewind. Denver, Minnesota, another one o'clock game. So Derek, go ahead. What do you got here? Uh, it's pretty ugly. Um, I guess we could have skipped over it, but, uh, no, I don't have a ton of interest in the Broncos. I think this game sets up well for Dalvin and the Vikings defense correlation play there. Um, if Thielen's out again, 
Diggs is eventually going to have a big game. Um, if he continues to see, you know, such big percent of the target share, I know he's going to draw Chris Harris, but not overly concerned about that. And then super sneaky tournament play, Irv Smith. Uh, if Thielen's out again, played 74% of the snaps last week. Um, and he's a really talented and he's tight end. He's only 3,100 on DraftKings. All right, chop thoughts, uh, Broncos and Vikings. On any of that. And for Minnesota, and it really just boils down to Dalvin Cook for me. I don't think I want uh, the passing game here. I think Dalvin Cook is a, is a monster. And so, I've, we've, I mean, some of the numbers are good against Denver running the ball. I mean, their defense looks good against the run, but you start to analyze it and break it down running back by running back. And I think you can have success. And Minnesota's always been a better team at home offensively. So, and Dalvin showed me a lot going against the Dallas defense last week. So, I'll tell you, I would take some Dalvin Cook here, a lot of it. Yeah, I don't mind that. At 8,900, cheaper than Zeke, uh, a lot cheaper than McCaffrey. Pair him up uh, with the defense there against Denver. Uh, don't hate that at all. So uh, we have 10.5 on the spread here in this game. Total sitting at – I lost my spot here. 40.5. Chop. Yeah, this is uh, for me. I'm going Minnesota here as the big favorite. It, it's tough to eat, you know, that many points. But uh, I think when Denver played, the last game they played was against Cleveland, and they were in Denver. And I thought, oh, this Brandon Allen kid, he sucks, and you know, Cleveland's going to get him. But I underestimated just how shitty Cleveland was this year. But now the Brandon Allen thing is finally going to catch up to Denver. I think Minnesota's going to smoke them. Yeah, I'm with you. Vikings here for me. Uh, I'll lay the points. Uh, Brandon Allen going on the road to Minnesota. Very difficult place to play. Uh, I like the Vikings here as well. Derek, what do you got? Agree that the Vikings run away with it, but I'll take the under. I mean, the Broncos implied totals at like 15 right now. I don't see them scoring that many points. I think the Vikings is lean on the run and uh, milk the clock a little bit. All right, now we can move to the afternoon slate, but thank you for catching that, Derek. I don't know how I skipped that game. Not a lot in that game, but still want to hit on every single game. So got that done. Now we move on. Three-game afternoon slate, uh, generally what it's been lately. So first game, Arizona-San Francisco. I think the biggest story here, uh, the injuries. You know, we got a lot. We're, we're waiting on stuff we know already. Kittle, uh, I think, is the big one here against that Arizona defense against tight ends. Matt Breida has been ruled out. So, you know, you start getting back into Tevin Coleman. Mostert, Wilson, uh, can we play any of these guys, Derek? Do you have a favorite there? Coleman, obviously, uh, the more expensive option. And then Arizona. You know, it's, it, Drake looked better than David Johnson. Never thought I would say that in my life, but uh, here we are. Kirk was the big story. Kyler, but now big test against San Francisco. So how interested are you in the Arizona offense here? Yeah, for Arizona, I mean, they moved the ball pretty well against uh, the Niners a couple weeks ago. I believe it was a Thursday night game, uh, but I don't expect that to happen again this week. This game's in San Francisco. They have uh, the number one pass defense in the NFL, so don't have a ton of interest in Murray. I still think Jonathan's going to get work, even though Drake has looked better. So don't want any interest or don't want any part of their offense. I mean, Kirk's got to be the guy you look to in the passing game, but tough matchup for him on the outside against these receivers well actually he plays a lot of slot but anyway tough matchup either way uh and then for the Niners hey like you mentioned just a wait and see approach with the pass catchers if Kittle's active you just fire him up as a top tight end to spend up on we know Arizona can defend tight ends he already had a big game against them this year uh Sanders I doubt he plays I mean he didn't even have a wasn't a contact injury he was just running and then hurt his ribs so um, if he ends up being out, Debo Samuel is going to be a pretty interesting option at 4K on DraftKings. He had a big game uh, with Sanders out the other night. And then at the running back position, it seems like Tevin Coleman should get that big bump. But, I mean, the Niners just have so many running backs that they can put in there. They have Mostert. They have Jeff Wilson, who should be active for this game. So I don't think uh, Coleman's role is going to change all that much. I still think yeah, he's a decent play. But I don't know if he's going to get the big workload boost that uh, a lot of other people might expect. All right, Chop, what do you got here? Niners and Cardinals. A lot of the similar thoughts that I have to him. And uh, I would say that if, if uh, Brietta – well, with Brietta out, I, I probably have a little bit more interest in Coleman than it sounds like Derek does. But I do agree that you'll still just see other guys kind of drift in. But I think there is a big talent gap between Coleman and Brieta and then the other guys. So I think Coleman will get a little extra work. But this isn't the ideal matchup. Arizona does sell out a, quite a bit to stop the run. So 
yeah, you know, we're going to leave it on the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I do, I love the Debo Samuel call. Sanders should be out, and Debo is probably, probably your best playmaker now in that receiving core. So I like that call. Yeah, I mean, and Garoppolo's best game of the year came against the Cardinals. I mean, season high in yards, touchdowns, fantasy points, uh, played very well in that game. So uh, uh, Garoppolo to, to Debo Samuel pairing, it doesn't cost you a lot and a great matchup here. So uh, let's take a look at the spread here. For this game, we got 11.5 for the Niners at home, 45 on that total, Chuck. Mm, I think uh... – I think I'm going to go with the uh, 49ers here as the big favorites at home. Uh, Arizona just seems like they may be hitting a little bit of a wall here. So I'm going to take 49ers. All right. I'm going to take the points with the Cardinals. Uh, the Niners uh, finally getting a loss San Francisco, or Seattle. I don't know how that's going to affect them here. Uh, Arizona's been good enough to keep games close and competitive. Uh, feels like a, a little bit too big of a number here. I could see it. Coming down a little bit. I'll take the Cardinals. Uh, Derek, break the tie, or are you going with something on the total? I'm feeling extra old today, so give me another under. Uh, just There's so many injuries on the Niners' side of the ball, and I don't think the Cardinals are going to be able to move the ball all that well. And uh, before we leave this game, did you guys hear heads or tails on that uh, coin flip? Because when I first heard it, I heard tails. And then once I heard heads, I couldn't hear tails again. I'm not sure what – it's like that dress thing all over again. Yeah, it is, it is crazy. There, there's another one too, a Sesame Street one, where you think he's saying one thing and then he's saying something <laughs> else. It's crazy. But I heard tails as well. So, I mean, I heard tails too, but I didn't really dig into it. Listen again for heads, and then I can't hear okay. tails now. And yeah, then you can't go back to tails once you <laughs> uh, hear the heads. It's just really But, I mean, weird. listen, but the best part about it all was Geno Smith's logic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, because the previous coin flip ended up on, on tails, I, now oh. I've got to choose heads because the odds are now with me. No, I don't think it works like that, Gino. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, that, that's like the one call way back in the day. Wayne Fonts uh, will take the wind, uh, I believe, was his, uh, his rationale for turning it over in, in overtime to the other team. So, brilliant. All right, uh, two games left for us here. So, again, appreciate you guys listening, as always, here on the OG's pod. Let's move on to Cincinnati, Oakland. Uh, Raiders, big favorites here, Derek. I love this spot for the Raiders. Uh, I think you can go either way, but really love this spot for Josh Jacobs. Uh, seems underpriced, uh, should smash, getting more involved in the passing game. You can make the argument for Carr, Tyrell Williams, uh, Darren Waller to get it going here. So what part of Oakland do you like better, or is it just load them all in there against the Bengals? Yeah, similar to the Panthers against the Falcons. I think you just play everyone from Oakland, uh, just use them in different lineups. I mean, you can play Josh Jacobs, maybe even throw in some uh, Raiders defense against uh, Ryan Finley, uh, you know, correlate those two a little bit. And then I like the passing game as well. Carr, Williams, Darren Waller, all viable. Waller's prices finally come down a little bit. 5,500 seems like a good buy uh, for him. So no issue with anybody from the Raiders. I think they're going to score a ton of points. And they have an implied total of 29. I didn't think that would happen this year. They played a lot better than I ever expected them to so far this season. And then for Cincinnati, even in a game where they were trailing last week against the Ravens, Joe Mixon played 76% of the snaps, 32 touches, including 30 carries. So if they're going to give him a huge workload once again, uh, I don't mind looking at him in tournaments. Not a cash game play for me because uh, you never know what to expect from this offense. But we know the Raiders' defense is not very good. So I don't mind looking at Mixon. Uh, still got to wait and see with A.J. Green. If he's out, you can maybe play Boyd. But uh, I don't have a ton of uh, faith in Finley right now. So Mixon's probably the guy for me on Cincinnati. All right, Chop, what do you got here? Smash spot for the Raiders. Uh, you prefer the passing game or the running game? As know which gif I'm talking about on, on Twitter where the monkey is just smashing the button, that, that monkey sitting oh, at the yeah. desk. and he's, That's, that's me smashing the Darren Waller in my lineups this week. I got to nice. get some Darren Waller in there, man. Like, yeah, I know Tyrell is uh, the touchdown threat. He always is. I just don't – I don't know how much big upside Tyrell has. He's just not a huge volume thing. All the volume goes to Waller. So, I love some Waller at tight end this week. It's a thin, bad position anyway. So, give me some Waller. Ah, you know, Josh Jacobs is in play. Tyrell's in play. Derek Carr's a little bit in play. I don't know if I like that as much. But on the flip side, I want to run it back with a ton of Joe Mixon and even some Tyler Boyd. I don't think A.J. Green plays. I don't know if he's been officially ruled out, but uh, Tyler Boyd, yeah, that's a good one. 
But uh, Joe Mixon's my guy, man. He's the, he's my guy. He's, like Derek said, he's starting to get the work, uh, the workload, the touches. I'm looking at, like, the Oakland defense. I know that they're kind of a funnel defense towards the pass. But when you look at some of the running backs against them, you know, last game out, Melvin Gordon hit – Melvin Gordon – hit 100-plus yards on him. Melvin Gordon, you know, hadn't done nothing all year long. The game before that, you know, hey, it was the Detroit Lions. It was J.D. McKissick and Ty Johnson. I can – you know, I'm not expecting anything out of those guys. Carlos Hyde hit him for 83 yards. So, you know, like, there's there's leaks there in that run defense that I don't think the numbers really dictate how big those leaks are. And I think Joe Mixon – can either get it done on the ground or the short passing game. I love Joe Mixon this week. All right. Do you love the Bengals and the points here is the question. Ten and a half uh, on that spread. We got the total sitting at 48 and a half. Yeah. There's, give, give me another gif here. The, the Denzel where he's mad and he hits the desk and he's hitting the desk. The Denzel Washington. <laughs> gets all these, man. That's me, man. That's me hitting the desk right now. And there's no way Oakland should be a 10-plus point favorite to anybody. Oakland? No, I don't care how bad Cincy is. They still got some pride. Give me Cincinnati plus those points. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati. That's a lot of points. I love Oakland in this spot. I think fantasy-wise they'll get there. They'll put up points, but I think Cincinnati will respond. So like the mix and call, I think Boyd and Auden Tate too, took a little bit of a dip in targets last week, but I think viable run-it-back options, you have a lot of ways you can go. But on the line, give me the Bengals plus 10.5. Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I don't like this game. I'll just agree with you guys so I don't lose any ground. There you go. Playing it smart. The old Price is Right strategy. <laughs> All right, last game, we got New England and Philly. And this is one of those lines that, you know, New England, yeah, it opened at three, but it's only sitting at three and a half. So something doesn't feel right with this line, 44 and a half on the total. Makes me want to dig into Philly a little bit more here, Derek. So uh, primetime game, uh, two big-name teams, New England uh, coming off that stunner in Baltimore. Do they respond here? And does anything change basically what we do every week? Is who do we go to on New England? You know, that's always the question mark. Philly, uh, we'll see what happens with Alshon Jeffrey. Word is uh, Zach Ertz may be the focus of the defense and Stephon Gilmore. So uh, is it Goddard? Is there another secondary Philly piece that you're interested in? So a lot of, a lot of interesting parts in this game. Uh, last game for us here, Derek, what do you think? Yeah, I'll start with the Patriots. Uh, we know the Eagles have been much better against the run than they have been against the pass this year. Uh, their secondary has gotten out there. They've been better over the last couple of weeks. But I do think it sets up better for James White than it does for Sony Michelle. Nobody's going to play him because, you know, he's in that mid-range of running backs. And it just seems like everyone's going to either be paying up or paying down. So I like White in tournaments. Always fine with Julian Edelman in cash games. He offers a very high floor, I think. Uh, he should do well against a beatable secondary. So those would be the two I look to there. Don't really want to pair him up with Brady, though. And then for the Eagles, I have uh, two words in my notes, and it just says, no thanks. I just I can't find anything I like here. Uh, the Patriots' defense might not be as good as we thought they were uh, earlier in the year when they were just fa- facing a bunch of scrub quarterbacks. But I just can't find anything I like here. Like you mentioned, Ertz could be facing Gilmore, and I don't really trust their receivers or their running backs. So uh, I'll pass on the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same boat. If anything, it's Goddard, but I don't really want to play roulette with these cheap Philadelphia receivers. It's almost like Houston Rockets value. You know, it never seems to work out here. So, uh, same feeling here. Aguilar, Jordan Matthews is back, Mac Hollins. You know, th- these are going to be the guys that they're rolling out if, if Alshon is out. So, uh, maybe some Goddard. I love the James White call. Mohamed Sanu, another guy I think is very interesting, uh, coming off 14 targets. So, uh, not overly excited about this game, but I think there are some pieces uh, you can mix and match. Chop, wrap us up here, Patriots and Eagles. Is New England coming off of a bye week? So that's that's going to be the interesting. New England is uh, – I don't want any part of the running game, but obviously the way you get to the Eagles is through the secondary. Got to love you some uh, Edelman, Sanu here. I don't know. just seems like a good passing game spot for New England. So uh, coming off the bye week, though – uh, if it wasn't a bye week, and I know this sounds like really picky right here, if, it, if there wasn't a bye week involved and New England was just going from one destination and then all of a sudden they got to practice a couple of days and then get on a plane and go to Philly, I may have some interest in Carson Wentz to light it up because, you know, you got to remember Philly's like – these games are almost must-win must for Philly. They're, 
they're going to be in a dog race to win the division, and that's the only way they're going to get in the playoffs. So these these games for these teams between like Dallas and Philly is they need to win every week. Uh, so I may have interest in Wentz, but I don't because New England has had too much time to plan around that. I think they're going to make Wentz look pretty silly. But I'm going I'm to blow your mind here, guys. I'm going to go with some Jordan Howard. I haven't rostered Jordan Howard all year long. Don't have any interest in Jordan Howard, but I'm going to play him this week because I think that's the way Philly's going to beat. I think this coaching staff is smart enough to at least attack the weakness of New England. That's their weakness. You know, I mean, some of this New England – some of the numbers against Miami, against Frank Gore, Chris Thompson, uh, when, when, you know, Washington played, no, no, they played the Giants when there was no Saquon. Some of those rushing numbers are, are really blown out of proportion over the last three games with Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb, and Mark Ingram. They've given up over six yards a carry to those three running backs, over 100 yards a game on average. So, and we just saw Mark Ingram tear him up. Uh, Nick Chubb went for 131 against him. Like, I think they got, I think Philly's smart enough to beat them in their weakness and their weaknesses against the run, I think. So, I think Jordan Howard, if anybody has a chance to step in out of anywhere and have a good game, I think it's Jordan Howard. And look at that price of sub 5K on uh, on DraftKings, unless I'm looking at the Yahoo number. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. You're 4,700. You're on the right tab this time. But, I mean, my mind's blown. I, I didn't see you planting your flag on Jordan Howard Island here, Chop, but I don't hate the call. You're, you're right. That's how you beat him, and he's clear of the workhorse. They're working Miles Sanders in uh, for a few touches a game, basically. So uh, Howard's done well against uh, some pretty good defenses. So don't hate that call. All right, we got three and a half on the spread. I mentioned it just seems low. So I'm going to go with Philly here. Kind of the same feeling I had with Cleveland last week. Something doesn't seem right. Vegas knows something. I'll take the, the home underdog here in the three-and-a-half, Chop. What do you got? Forty-four-and-a-half uh, is where the total sits. Yeah, very, very peculiar game here. I'm, I'm with you, though. I think I think Philadelphia is a home underdog. I, I see if they lose, I could see them hanging within that three points. So I'm, I'm going to take Philly. All right, Derek, what do you got here? Three-and-a-half, 44-and-a-half. Yeah, fishiest line on the board this week, and uh, I guess I'm the fishiest <laughs> tout on this podcast. So uh, I'll take the Patriots. I mean, coming off of a buy and coming off of a loss, I just can't I can't bet against them. All right, so that will wrap up the analysis for the main slate uh, for week 11. Let's take a look at the updated spreadsheet here. Again, uh, courtesy of Eric Lynn, very much appreciated. Uh, last week, not a good week for me. Four and six overall. Chop, you were 500 at five and five. Derek, making a run seven and three last oh. week. So some of the other notes, totals, uh, really our strong suit. Nine and four combined on our totals uh, this week against seven and ten. We were on the spread. And old man unders here. This was interesting. Derek, you're sitting at 500 on the old man unders. Nine and nine. Chop, 13 and eight on the old man unders. But hmm. – Maybe I'm the oldest man of all here. <laughs> Eight and two on the old man nice. unders for the beer man. So, overall, I'm sitting at 54%. That spreads and totals. Noto up to 56%. Chop still leading the way at 63% overall. 57% overall for us with spreads and totals combined. And totals where we've been good. 84 and 56 on the total. So, Again, sharp side. We need another pod here just to discuss spreads and totals. But as always, guys, thank you for listening. Any final thoughts here, guys, for week 11 before we get out of here? Chop. Well, I'm just sitting here, and I'm still – we've gone through the entire show, and I'm, I'm clicking back, and I've still got no response. I'm going on two and a half hours from Disney+. Oh, Plus. Yeah. I'm out. No, I know. Listen, it's really easy to sign up on their site and get, and get the package. I'm just trying to change something. That's all I want to do is change one thing. Now nah, I'm having different, but you know, I, it, it's a big, I heard they had a lot of volume, but yeah, I'm sitting here and it's still, still looking for an operator for me to, uh, connect to. So that's, that's not good. I'm going to have to eat this and I got to go eat some lunch, man. Like, I can't sit like here. It's like trying all. to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So I, oh, I tried dude. to do, I tried to do that the <laughs> other day. There's one uh, out here by me and, uh, pull in and there's about, I shit you not about a hundred people in line inside standing there. And there had to be 50 cars in the drive through like, all right, right. There, there's no chicken sandwich in the world that I'm going to wait. I mean, Hattie B's, yes, I'm waiting. I don't care how long it takes, but 
Popeye's chicken sandwich. I'll, I'll just wait till the hype dies. Well, D- Disney is the new Popeye's, man. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> That's whoever thought we'd say that. Derek, final thoughts here, week 11. Yeah, so I'm excited about Disney Plus because my wife loves to just buy every new movie on Amazon uh, and stream it for 25 bucks a pop. So I think that's going to save me a lot of money. But um, two weeks ago, we did the RG shirt promo where we gave out shirts for five star reviews. The bosses liked us so much, they want to know, uh, run another promo. So over the next two weeks, if you leave a five star review on iTunes, uh, say something nice about the OGs and then screenshot it and send it to me on Twitter. Uh, after two weeks, we're going to randomly select one of you. Free month of RG premium, so it's like $40 value, and an RG swag bag. So, uh, yeah, get out there. Leave us a nice review. Oh, look at that. A little premium, a little swag bag. Uh, that's awesome. But we do appreciate the reviews, guys. I uh, love doing the show with these guys each and every week. And uh, hopefully you guys get something out of it, uh, whether it's a pick, uh, whether it's a, a play in DFS. But uh, hopefully you learn something and have some fun along the way. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I like to get away here for an hour and – uh, shoot the shit with these guys. Always a good time. So hey, before, I might even think of if to the best reviewer, I might, I might even kick in my Astros steel signing binoculars that I have in my closet. <laughs> I might, I might, I might Collector's do Collector's item there. We could do uh, a auto, autographed, the autographed by Jeff Lunau. Autographed by Jeff Lunau. There you go. Uh, chop up in the ante on you there. So, all right, guys. Uh, great times as always. Again, thank you for listening. For Chop, for Noto, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here in week 11, and we'll see you right back here next week talking everything week 12. We're out of here.